0: You know, the hallmark of gestational diabetes is high sugar and mom then leads to the baby kind of taking that sugar and turning it into little cushy body fat. So the risk being that baby's going to grow too large.
1: Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations that help accomplish one key issue getting rid of mom shaming. So, if you want a judgment free, open conversation, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is mom talks with Krista. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of mom talks with Krista. I'm so excited. This episode is all about gestational diabetes. So I brought on Casey Seaton, who is a registered dietitian, and she's going to be talking all about gestational diabetes, how you can prepare for it, how you can take care of yourself and your baby and answering some of your questions as well. So welcome, Casey. Thanks so much for having
0: me, Krista. Excited to be here. Awesome. So just to get started, can you just tell us a little bit about you and what you do? So like you mentioned, I am a registered dietitian. I'm also a certified diabetes care and education specialist. Um, I'm based in the New York City area right now. I'm in Manhattan and I currently work at a private um, high-risk OB clinic where I am helping to manage women during their pregnancy with their blood sugars. I'm working with gestational diabetes primarily, but also lots of just prenatal and pregnancy related issues in regards to nutrition. I also have kind of a private side consulting business where I'll work with women with all sorts of, you know, nutrition related issues. And, um, I'm a, I'm a mom to a baby girl, an eight month old girl. So
1: Very Awesome. Cool. And I was, I was so glad to get connected with you because we get so many questions in the group. Moms have concern about, I have to go through the different tests to see if I gestational diabetes, what should I do differently? And so there's, I know there's a lot of concern um, surrounding it just to kind of get started on the subject how is gestational diabetes diagnosed?
0: Yeah, it's a good place to start. So gestational diabetes is a type of diabetes that we only first find in pregnancy, right? Some people may come into pregnancy with uh, pre-existing prediabetes or type two or type one diabetes, but, and I'll just keep calling it GDM because it's Mm -hmm. gestational diabetes is a mouthful but GDM is first diagnosed around that 26 to 28 week mark in your pregnancy. And that's really because it's uh, the time when your placenta starts to make all these hormones that is making mom really resistant to the action of her own insulin, which is that blood sugar lowering hormone. Um, So it's around that time that we diagnose it.
1: Okay. And so how can a mom reduce her risk for gestational diabetes? Is this something that Would start before they're pregnant, or you know, in the beginning stages of pregnancy. Are there different things to do at different times?
0: Yeah, so GDM really is just at that time point at twenty six to twenty eight weeks. But I think it's definitely to your benefit to maybe know what's your blood sugar level going into your pregnancy. Maybe even before you conceive, or sometime in that first trimester just so that we can get a look to see if we're perhaps missing anything. There are certain risk factors that might predispose someone to getting gestational diabetes. Some of those we can't change, right? Like our age, our race and ethnicity, our family history of diabetes. So someone might get GDM just based off of that, but, you know, certainly prior to pregnancy, making sure that we're at a healthy weight, that we're trying to eat a well-balanced diet and move our body, Um, Doing that prior to pregnancy and as best we can during the first and second trimesters could potentially help to decrease your risk of developing GDM at that point.
1: I'm sure kind of like you said, there's different risk factors depending on things that we can't always control. So what are some other causes for gestational diabetes?
0: Other causes aside from, like I mentioned, age, race, race, and ethnicity, family history of diabetes also would be a personal or family history of polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS, because it has that same underlying insulin resistance going on, potentially being at a higher body weight. Like I mentioned, it could be a factor. And aside from that, yeah, there's no other real, you know, causes of it. Those are kind of the big ones.
1: Okay. And so once a pregnant woman is, you know, Diagnosed with gestational diabetes. I should start calling it GDM too. GDM is that what you're
0: Yeah. I know. I'm like, after a while,
1: I'm like, okay, I get why you're kind of. After they're diagnosed, what are some ways that they can better take care of themselves? Or I shouldn't say better, but things that they should alter for the rest of their pregnancy.
0: First step, and because every woman that gets diagnosed with this is different, every woman in pregnancy, you know, is different. So, first step I say is get your hands on the glucometer, you know, get set up with your testing supplies so that we can actually get some data of your blood sugars. And that's going to be your best tool for how to adapt. You know, there's certainly certain recommendations and kind of general guidelines that I'll walk people through the big things being, and I, I don't like to use the word like never or always, like there's always exceptions to the rule, but you know, I think limiting things like juices or eliminating potentially even juices and sodas, like just not having those beverages, switching to water um, or seltzer water, trying to limit your intake of added sugars, So paying attention to different things like your yogurts and condiments and sauces and things like that to try to eliminate those sources of sugar. And then, you know, those other whole foods, which, you know, eating food is is necessary in pregnancy and eating carbohydrates and grains and starches is there's so much benefit to those in pregnancy. But I guess my best piece of advice when you get started is paying attention to how much you're eating of those foods and and really the quality, right? We want to be choosing more of these whole grains, high fiber types of carbohydrates and starches so that they don't spike your blood sugars as much.
1: How long does this typically last? Is it the same length for everyone? Does it differ? Does it go into after birth? What is the difference there?
0: Once you get that diagnosis around the 26 to 28 week mark, it's, it's with you till the end. And we also know that just how the placenta works. Glucose control can actually tend to get a little bit worse as pregnancy progresses. I usually see a big spike in people's numbers around 30 to 32 weeks. And that might be a time where they might need medication or insulin or something, but, but certainly not for everyone. So it is, you know, lasting the duration of the pregnancy, but pretty much as soon as you give birth, right. If once the placenta is gone, which is causing a lot of the problems, blood sugars will pretty rapidly return to normal within you know a few weeks or so
1: this podcast is sponsored by mommy knows best are you looking for a lactation cookie that's not only effective but tastes good mommy knows best offers an assortment of lactation cookies brownies and our newest ready to eat lactation cookies perfect for on-the-go moms we offer six different flavors including a dairy and gluten-free option and let me tell you guys you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you it's It's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code Mom talks at momminosbest. dot com. That's M O M T A L K S for twenty percent off. Okay, and and are there any long term or short term effects that gestational diabetes can have on you or your baby?
0: Yeah. So in the short term, there are those risks like you'll read about online or your doctor's probably telling you right when you get diagnosed, okay, this is what we're watching out for. You know, the hallmark of gestational diabetes is high sugar and mom then leads to the baby kind of taking that sugar and turning it into little cushy body fat. So the risk being that baby's going to grow too large. And if we're trying to have a natural birth, then a large baby could possibly mean, you know, baby getting stuck in the birth canal, increased risk of tearing or bleeding for mom or risk of having to have a C-section either planned or emergency because of the size of the baby. Also, once the baby is born, there could be a risk for immediate like hypoglycemia or low blood sugar for the baby. So that's why it's important even size aside to have well-controlled blood sugars during the pregnancy. So that's kind of like the right now risks and complications. And there are long-term risks that we're you know still researching and trying to figure out exactly what that looks like. But we do know that mom um, could be at a higher risk for pre-diabetes or type two diabetes in their future, and as well as the as the baby, right? They're kind of getting a little bit of that fetal programming in utero that could predispose them to diabetes in their lifetime too.
1: Okay, and I know this is kind of backtracking, probably not necessarily in order. But what is the test for those that don't know? And then, like, do they t- they test you around that twenty six week area? I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. Unless you're showing certain risk factors, uh, they might want to test you earlier. Like let's say you have polycystic ovarian syndrome. They may want to do it a little earlier, but typically around that 26 to 28 week mark, whenever you can get in your OB's office here in the United States, we do what's called a two-step method. So you'll go in for phase one, right? Step one, you'll drink a 50 gram glucose solution called the glucola. I'm sure lots of your moms are familiar with it. It comes in all sorts of flavors, and you'll drink that drink, and an hour later they'll check your blood. Um, so based on that value, you'll either, you know it might be it might be elevated. So if that value is elevated, then you'll go on to do a three-hour glucose test, where you'll drink 100 grams, so double the amount of that glucola, and they'll check your blood sugar then fasting, one hour, two hour, and three hour. And on that test, um, if we see that two of those values are elevated above the targets then that's indicative of a positive gestational diabetes diagnosis.
1: So they might test you like a little bit earlier if you have like PCOS. Are there any other like signs or symptoms that you could be experiencing that are signs that you might have it?
0: People ask me that all the time. Like, you know, they'll get the diagnosis and they'll reflect back and they'll say, well, yeah, I was really thirsty and going to the bathroom a lot. And they hear that those are signs of diabetes. Like they have a relative who, you know, had experienced that too. But I just tell them that's likely just pregnancy. You're super thirsty and pee all the time in pregnancy. So that's maybe not the best sign, but that's why I say like those preconception or first trimester screenings of your blood sugar, getting like a hemoglobin A1C, which is a measure of your average blood sugar, getting that early on, I think would be the best way to kind of like Get one step ahead of the process.
1: Okay. And I know like a lot of moms worry about like, so if if they have gestational diabetes with their first baby, is it pretty much a guarantee they'll have with a second, or is it completely separate?
0: There might be a higher likelihood for a few different reasons. You you had GDM in your first pregnancy. Also, you know, if you're spacing your kids out and you're having your next child three, four, five years later, well, we know increased age is mm-hmm. a risk. Um, so that could be another reason, but it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get it again. So, you know, in that intrapartum period between pregnancies, you know, that's why there's definitely good evidence that shows that if we can, if we can lose postpartum weight, not all of it, perhaps, but if we can lose a good amount of the weight that we gained in pregnancy through eating a balanced diet and through being active, exercise has been especially shown to be helpful for future GDM prevention. Then that's, you know, I think something I, you know, would focus on and during in between pregnancies.
1: Awesome. And when someone's diagnosed, do, do do they tend to have to go in for more regular visits to the doctor or be monitored? A little bit more frequently or see specialists?
0: Right. Yeah. From my experience, usually GDM is treated as a high risk condition in pregnancy. So you may have started out with your OB or your midwife or something, but once you get that diagnosis, I think it is to your benefit to, and hopefully your OB would refer you to someone like a maternal fetal medicine specialist. Um, that's who I work closest with in our practice. So, you know, having at least one visit with them, at least one visit with a dietitian or a certified diabetes educator would be super helpful. I think ongoing support, you know, I check in with my patients weekly to look at their blood sugars and help guide them on what to do or medication recommendations. So it, a bit more monitoring in that sense, but in today's world, a lot of that can be done virtually. Thankfully, thankfully, but there could be some additional scans, right? They do want to make sure that baby is not growing too large. So, you know, our patients are usually getting a scan every four weeks at the start of it. And then closer to the end of the pregnancy, it might be as frequent as every week or every two weeks.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's great that there's so many like specialists around it too, because I see a lot of fear from these moms, like once they're diagnosed and just worrying about how it might you know affect them or their baby. So that's really great that there is all that support. So, um, yeah, no, this is, this is really awesome because, and I know these are kind of like spitfire questions almost just because these are just the key questions I keep seeing in the group that were asked. So this was really awesome. Do you have any other advice for moms or, you know, tips about GDM for them that might be helpful to know?
0: I think the common thing that I see with a lot of my moms is, they come into it with a very black and white understanding of, okay, this is the path that I have to take forward with my food, right? It's, it has to do with sugar. It has to do with carbs. I'm just going to cut it all out. And it doesn't have to be that way. You'll end up being miserable, you know, m- mentally and emotionally, if you, if you approach it that way and your body might not also appreciate just cutting out all of the carbs. So I think my big advice is to listen to your body, find what your personal carbohydrate tolerance is. I like to call it like, what can your blood sugars handle? What can we get away with and focus on eating those real whole foods, lots of vegetables, some fruits here and there, good proteins, some satisfying fats, but include the carbs too. They don't have to go away completely.
1: Awesome. I love that. I think that's something we keep saying on this show here too, is that everyone is unique and there's not like one textbook answer for everyone. So I think like seeing a specialist and understanding your unique body and what's going on with you. It's, you know, so important not to just, you know, follow what's on Google or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Google does not know you. And that is the classic dietitian answer is like, it depends. Like, I don't know if two slices of bread is going to work for you. It depends. Let's check your blood sugar and see.
1: Exactly. Awesome. Well, this was super helpful. So, I always like to end these interviews with I call it like a fun thinking question, and it's if you could have a billboard made today where you could share one tip with moms everywhere, what would you have it say?
0: I would say like a t- either a tip or I kind of think of it even like as a if I put like this mantra on a billboard or something, I would say like be kind to yourself. Like you are doing okay be kind to yourself, stop being so hard, striving for perfection. It doesn't exist in pregnancy. You can't do anything wrong. Just be really gentle with yourself, especially if you get a diagnosis of gestational diabetes.
1: I love it. Yep. That's perfect. And again, for everyone listening and watching, where can moms find you and get more information from you?
0: Yeah. So you can definitely head to my website. I'm at Casey and nutrition.com, but socially I am primarily on Instagram and my handle over there is eat period well period together. Um, and that's where, yeah, I share lots of my recipes and tips and offerings, um, all related to pregnancy and GDM.
1: Awesome. Well, it was so great having you here. Thank you so much for coming on the show and Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a big topic people ask about. So I was so glad to have an expert come on and talk about it. Yeah. Great. Always happy to support your mamas. Thanks for listening to the mom talks, with Krista podcast for more information about this show past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share with your mom tribe, the bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.